Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hello again and welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. Hey, and thanks again for spending your valuable time with us today. And if you like what you hear, please take a few moments and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, no matter where you listen. That helps increase our visibility and gives us the ability to have more street photography-related content for you. Now, today, we have a special guest. It's New York photographer Lauren Wells. Lauren is a uh, she's a former attorney who saw the light, literally, and became a professional photographer. And she was also our featured photographer way back in January 2016. So it's good to have her back on again. And uh, make sure you check that issue out. You'll see a lot of her work. She's done some great stuff over the time. Anyway, I had uh, also had the pleasure of meeting Lauren in person at the Miami Street Photography Festival back in December. And, you know, we live in a virtual world where we talk to strangers all the time, you know, on the phone or on Skype or over, you know, in Facebook or whatever. So it's really neat to be able to meet somebody in person that you have a lot of respect for. And Lauren is certainly one of them. So after all my chatter, Lauren, thanks for being with us today. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to. I'm glad to. I want to start doing this more, bring people back that uh, we featured years ago and you know, so we can just catch exactly. up and yeah, see how things are going. Continue the so, conversation. That's right. And it's a good conversation, too, only we're not having dinner. <laughs> what the heck? More time to talk. Yeah, yeah, really, more time to talk. Less calories, too. <laughs> so, Lauren, for people who don't already know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, you went from being in the law to being a professional photographer okay well in a nutshell (laughs) I practiced law for 16 years I was a corporate attorney I worked in uh, various investment banks throughout my career and the only thing that I enjoyed about it was the people and the opportunities I had to travel uh, and visit different cultures but the legal aspect of it I just it was not fulfilling Financially, it was very fulfilling, but other than that, it was hard to get out of bed in the morning. So um, I realized one day, well, nobody's knocking on my door to give me the golden ticket, Uh, so I better take the bull by the horns. And it took me a while. It did not happen overnight, but um, I finally left. And while I was an attorney, I had discovered photography and fell in love with it and had started it as a hobby. And as the years went on, I was doing it more and more. And so when I quit my job, finally, I said, I'm going to give this a go. Right when uh, the photography market was changing drastically <laughs> for the worse. Oh, man, yeah. But I just put my fingers in my ears and said, I don't want to hear it. Nobody tell me. <laughs> I don't want to hear the bad news. And um, I can have a doggedness to me and I just said I'm gonna do this and here I am for better or worse plugging along you know 
anybody who's never done that, whatever it happens, whatever that happens to be, and failed, anyone who's never done it has no right to tell you that you can't do it. Right. Well, it was more everybody was struggling, the people who had been in the business for a long time. Oh, yeah. And they were yeah. they were trying to give me sound advice, which it was, mm-hmm. but I just, uh, I didn't want to hear it um, because uh, I knew where my heart was and I was just going to, I was going to give it a shot. Well, I'm glad you did it because you produced a lot of really nice work and I'm sure you wouldn't have been able to do that working for the man, yeah. you know, in your business, probably 10 hours a yeah, day. Yeah, the man gets in the way. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But thank you. Um, I'm, I am glad I did it. It's still scary. Um, it's still because there's no security. You don't get a steady paycheck. Um, but, you know, we tend to think life is secure and it's not. It's all psychology. So I'm just trying to live with the uncertainty and be OK with it, because really, that's that's reality for all of us. Um, so, so there you go. I know. Everything's temporary. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. Well, yeah, I've got a number of things I want to talk about, but I, I think let's, let's start off your, I guess what caught my attention is you've got a workshop coming up. I, speaking of, yeah, speaking of stepping out. I do. Um, you want me to tell you a little bit about it? Yeah, I see you're going to be in Spain, but in Sevilla, mm-hmm. and then El Rocio, that sounds interesting. But yeah, tell me about it. So, um, it's, I used to live in Spain, and I, I worked there for a few years, and it's like a second home to me. And I, um, again, nobody was picking up the phone to have me go back there. <laughs> so I went back there last year, and I participated in a, um, a Photo España, which is a photo festival and a portfolio review and I decided okay I was I'm gonna scout to do a workshop um and I took the train down to Seville from Madrid uh and um I had a few friends there but I literally knocked on doors to find the right people to um kind of help me get this workshop going and so John Crawl do you know John Crawl no, I don't. He is a um, he's an amazing photographer, and he's the most wonderful human being. He used to work for the Miami Herald, and he was a photojournalist for decades. And um, he uh, also does street photography. So we're teaming up to do it together, just because we both thought it would be more fun. Um, and so it's taking place June fourth through the eleventh. And what we decided to do is, um, Seville is a gorgeous place if you haven't been. The light is beautiful. It's very colorful. The buildings are very colorful. Um, and it's, it's a manageable city. So it's, it's got this charm to it. It's small enough to, to be um, charming, but big enough to be interesting. And there is a pilgrimage called El Rocio. Sorry, I have a Spanish accent. So yeah, <laughs> you say it right. It, I people say it like make a fun gringo, of yeah. me, but it, you could say El Rocio, um, yeah. <laughs> which is a small town in the south of Spain. 
and um, pilgrims from all over Spain go to pay homage to this virgin named Rocio. Um, and we thought it was perfect because the pilgrims leave from Seville. So we'll be able to photograph them as they're getting ready and leaving. But then they leave and we'll have Seville back to the normal every day where we can photograph. And then we're going to go meet the pilgrims. They camp out all over the place um, on their way to this town. And they sing and dance and eat and party. Um, and it's a real cultural event. And then we're going to meet up with them one last time in the town of Rocio. Um, while they're paying homage to this virgin, where it, it's very crowded. So we have all of this, this exciting stuff, but, but Seville is not crowded. It's not filled with tourists because this is not a tourist kind of um, event. So we're getting the best of both worlds. And then the other days we're going to photograph in Seville and capture just the beauty of Seville. Um, and we're connected with... Um, this photo salon called Cobertura Photo, which is run by this man, Alberto Rojas. And he is just, he's amazing. I met him on my trip there last time. He knows he's civilian. He knows everything about photography um, and everything about Seville. And so we're excited to be working with him. So, um, and, and you can go to my website, uh, Lauren Wells, Dot com that's w e l l e s uh, to find out more about it or you can go to John Crawls um, and you know go to mine because John has a it's not just his name I don't remember what the uh, what his um his website is okay we'll put a direct link to it oh great in the article great as well that'll make it easier yeah do you have a dedicated page for it uh, I do I do all right. We'll, we'll link right to that. Yeah, and what we're going to focus on because I, when I, I've taken workshops in the past, and I asked myself, well, what would I want to learn? And um, we're going to focus. We're going to push people to get out of their comfort zone. Um, I know it's also it's it's a travel workshop in a way because it's a different country. Um, I mean, we anticipate people from outside of Spain are going to come and, um, we, um, but, and so people just like, because they're in a different environment that they like to, they get excited and it's easy to photograph, so to speak, but we want people to get out of their comfort zone because that's where you learn the most. Uh, so we're going to, assess where everybody is and what they're looking for, what they would like, uh, what they, where they would like to be. And then when they're done, we're going to work on sequencing and editing, which I've always felt is the hardest thing for a photographer, including myself. So we're going to focus on that. And then we're going to really direct people what they can do after the workshop's over. Where can they start marketing their work, whether it's what they did in Seville or anywhere else? Um, and what do you do with this now? What's, what's the next step in, in their photography? And everyone is going to be in a different place. But we want to kind of keep in touch and, and really help people take the next step. 
Wow, that's really cool. You know, we're planning to go to that that same part of Spain, but not until October. Oh, that's a good time. Is yeah, it? because that's the good. weather, I mean, it can get, in, in this, June, it's still okay. But um, mm-hmm. in October, you're still in the south. So it's probably like uh, 60 degrees. Um, oh. Yeah. And it's dry. Oh, I'll have to get some travel travel tips. Oh, yeah, I'll give here. you for sure. Yeah, we were in Barcelona once in early September, and it was still it was hot. Yeah, September, and, and Barcelona's humid, so, because um, yeah. it's on the sea. But, oh, yeah, call me. I got plenty of tips and people to connect you with and all of that good stuff. Yeah, good food. Yeah, and I oh. I can't wait for that. So, I can't remember. Did you give us the date? June 4th through 11th. And the deadline is the first week in May. Okay. Um, It's a good thing thing we talked this week. Yeah. And uh, and most importantly, we're going to have fun, too. (laughs) We're going to get into Spanish culture and enjoy that. They like to have fun. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'll tell you. Listeners, I I met Lauren in person. She's fun. You're a fun, you're a fun person. <laughs> Thank you. As I get older, I want I want to have more fun in my life. I'm I'm kind of over yeah. being serious. It's it's just it ages that's right. me. <laughs> right, life's too short. Yep. Oh, that's great. I tell you, I envy anybody who goes on this trip. Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll get a good crew and um, and we'll be able to report back. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, you actually answered one of my questions because um, I was reading your blog. You had a great post that you wrote back in November. Uh, you were in Havana. Oh yes. And I was, I was a, I was there in Havana in November as well. I thought, gee, I wonder if we were there at the same time. But it was, a, it was just a great story about a little girl you met, and. Uh, I'd pronounce it Chantel. I'm sure. it, it really it was Chantel. That's it. Oh, Chantel. Yep. Cool. And you know, and you had this conversation with her. I'm thinking, how 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 did you have a conversation with a young kid in Cuba? Well, now I know you speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, my nieces were in town. They're eight and ten, and we went on this bus tour around the city. And there, I swear, there was a. a a family from Cuba. They live in Pennsylvania now, but they were from Cuba to my right. And there was a family from Seville who live in Chicago now to my oh, left. And I was just in heaven. And my nieces were looking at me like, what are you saying? And can you please talk <laughs> English? And, <laughs> but, <No. laughs> but those are two of my favorite places, Cuba and Spain. So, um, this girl, Chantel, I, so when were you there? You were there at the end of November? I was there about mid-November. I, I should look up the dates. We were actually on a cruise. Okay. Which uh, I still have to write a story about it. I would, uh, I'd recommend not doing that unless that's the only way you're going to be uh-huh. there. I mean, we had a nice time. We we moved and it was a, you know, stressful and everything. And we did it to get away and we wanted to go to Cuba. So we were able to work both in. But it's just not enough time yeah. to be there. Yeah. But, we had a wonderful time anyway. It was great. Um, yeah, and just to get a taste. And it's so close and easy to go to go back. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I was there over Thanksgiving. There was a photography festival through Fototeca there, which is their, uh, it's a photography institution, for lack of a better word. Um, and they have exhibits all over the city in Havana. Um, and I went with um, a friend of mine who's um, a photographer and his wife, who she used to teach in Havana. So they were such great people to go with, um, you know, more of an insider kind of, um, you know, they have friends there. I have some friends there. So we would, we, we weren't doing the, the first time I was there, I was doing more of, um, I guess the tourist thing and surveying the land. Um, but this time I photographed, but that was not my goal. I just, I adore the Cuban people and, um, I, I imagine you got a flavor for it, for them. They're just the most special people. They have this mix of, um, I guess because of their, their isolation in terms of being this Island that was cut off from a lot of the world in the sense that they weren't allowed to leave, uh, except to go to some, communist countries and um partly due to their type of government uh socialist government they they just have this unique and being a caribbean country they have this this combination that makes this a personality that is really special they're so generous uh they they love life and they're very even keeled um, I think because so much has happened to them and they just learn how to survive. But anyway, this girl, Chantel, they, there's always some kind of shortage in Cuba. And this, the time I was there, they were out of bread. So they had bread lines. And this one girl, I think she was eight years old. She sat next to me on a bench. Um, and she had these two huge cookies in her hand. And, um, I just remarked, wow, those cookies look great. And she gave me one. And for me, I was just, for, I was thinking that, wow, they're out of, they don't have flour. If I were her, I would save that cookie for next week. <laughs> and here yeah, she really. was. You can wait. Yeah. yeah. And here she was just giving it to me. Um, and she was a special girl. She started reciting poetry to me and, <laughs> and she made my trip. It was lovely. So yeah, read the blog. Uh, it's better than the way I recount the story. Yeah. It's yeah. You're, you're an excellent writer. Uh, Thank you. Good story. Thank you. Yeah. I have a kind of a funny story from there. We, uh, in Havana, we, Hired a private guide who was wonderful. Uh, I'd recommend her to anybody. Her name is Adalmis Torres. Anyway, so we spent the day with her. And uh, then I went back. Then I came back to Miami a few weeks later for the festival. And I got to meet Greg Burnett in person. Greg, We're featuring Greg in the magazine in the summertime. Oh. And he's a really good street photographer. And he's a wedding photographer, too. And he said he was going to Cuba. And I said, oh, you have to look up. Idomis, if you if you want someone to, you know, show you around. So I reached out to her before we left, and she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I I can't I can't do it that day. I'm getting married. That's my wedding day." <laughs> oh, he'll photograph. You know, I'm a wedding photographer. 
if you allow me, I'll shoot your wedding for free. Oh, and my God. That's He went over there. He's really a really good wedding photographer, and he does it like a street photographer, sure. you mm-hmm. know, very, you know, uh, very can- yep. a lot of candid photos. He shot her. He shot her wedding. That's a win-win because he yeah. gets to he he gets the an intimate look at Cuba and yes. make real friends, and they get this amazing photographer that they could never yeah. afford normally. That's fabulous. Yeah. What an experience! Oh, he loved it. So he's he's going back. Yeah, it's one of those once you once you go once. As long as you connect with the people, it, you you yeah. get hooked. Um, yeah, that's the only way to travel. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So, anyway, speaking of the Miami Festival, you're deeply involved with those guys. That's how we met you in the first place. Right. Well, the first there. year, I was I involved. Uh, I had I I was a finalist, um, mm-hmm. and I wasn't working for them yet. I, uh, I think you covered the finalists. I was a third place or something. Yeah. And I think you did an article on that. And then the next year they asked me if I would speak there and if I would, and I ended up working for them. So I work for them pretty much behind the scenes now, um, throughout the year. And then I go down to the festival and work some more, <laughs> but I enjoy it, but I enjoy it. <laughs> It's great to it's finally meet all the faces and see. Uh, you know, I know everybody's photos or names, yeah, or like you, I we've met over the phone. Um, but it's a nice place to meet people, and it's a nice it's a nice group of people. Yeah, it's a really, really good they're, festival. They're just, yeah, they've been doing it for a while. They're you know really good at putting it together. Yeah. And uh, this was last, December was my first experience there, but oh, the I mean the entries were just amazing, and the speakers were yeah, were yeah. And I last mean, year, oh, so I I couldn't, and there were I just loved. I mean, we always have good speakers, but last year I thought it was phenomenal, and the women, oh, they kicked yeah. ass. They were all so great. It's Stella yeah, Johnson yeah. and Meryl Meisler and Jamie Rose. Um, who else did we have? Yeah, oh, Barbara Peacock, yeah. Eleanor Simon. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. great. Eleanor's Casey Musk. Yeah. yeah. We're featuring Eleanor this month and Meryl next month. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. 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 I love Tom them Tripp both. filled up the magazine for you. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> They're both great. They're great photographers and great people. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I just, yeah, what an experience! It, it was tiring. Oh yeah, tell me well, about it. Well, for you, it's got to yeah, totally exhausting because you work there every year. I say I'm going to work less, but it just—I try to prepare beforehand. It just doesn't it doesn't work out that way. But it's fine. It's still enjoyable. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it to be so exhausting. Yeah, well, you you know, you're, it's you're up. It, it's kind of like you're on high a lot, and um, there's a yeah. lot. There's not a lot of downtime, so. Um, yeah, it is exhausting, but it's good exhaustion. Yeah, definitely. So, so what else do you have going on? What, uh, what are you doing photographically, professionally? So let's see, I've been working on, um, a project on, do you know what stickball is? 
Yeah. Yeah, like baseball with a little skinny stick. Yep. And they have a league in New York City. Oh, they have a few of them, but there's some there's one in the Bronx and one in East Harlem that I've been covering for two years now. And don't ask me why. I mean, I just pretty much stumbled across them and, and fell in love with this community. Uh, and they've had they have eighty five year old guys playing with eight year olds. Grandfathers playing with their grandsons. Um, and the daughters, the whole family gets involved. Uh, you've got the element of it's sort of like hockey when there's fighting. They have the trash talking, which is which is an art. And they teach the, the kids and the, like the daughters will have a megaphone uh, and they'll be trash talking so that they have to just trying to distract the batter on the opposing team. And um, and and it's just it's just great. Um, and I this will be my third season covering them. Um, it's a documentary project, but it is still street because it's on the street literally and um i i'm i just started showing a really rough edit of it and i realized like some people had commented it's in color first of all um which is different than what i normally do and that's been very challenging for me because they play in the middle of the summer at noon and the light, like they'll literally be hitting the baseball, uh, the ball. They'll have one foot in the bright, strong sun and one foot mm-hmm. in the shade. So, but I just felt it had to be in color. It's just an intuition. It just to modernize it. Um, and I was trying to find the story. There's so many stories of, uh, there's a guy with one lung who's, since he was five years old, he's the fastest guy in the team, and now he's 81. Uh, there's uh, a guy who was in prison for 17 years. He came out, and he had three very young sons when he went in, and now his sons were adults. And as soon as he got out, he formed a stickball team because his sons were playing so he could play with them. And he's an incredible human being. And um, he just the love he has for his, all his kids is just it's awesome. Um, there's a grandmother who's in her seventies and she's been going to the games for 15 years and she's like the biggest fan and she's got the loudest mouth and, and, um, she's just, she's a firecracker. So I was trying to tell the story through these personalities. And what I forgot about was the way I shoot is as a street photographer, I'm just looking for the best photos. So here I was trying to find the photos that told this specific story rather than just finding the best photos. And I really struggled with it until someone just told me, just shoot it as a street photographer. And I went back into my, uh, all of my photos and I started editing differently. And so, um, I think I got it. But uh, one other thing I realized was um, I saw this as a very distinct project from what I normally do. Uh, So, you know, my Coney Island project, for example. But I realized it's exactly the same. I was attracted to Coney Island because of the joy uh, and, and people enjoying themselves. And there's something electrical in the air. 
And it's the exact same thing with stickball. And these people are so passionate. It is their, it's, it's their oasis. Um, they, and there's so much joy and they've, con- and so I realized I'm attracted to those kind of stories. Yeah. Pay attention to what, mm-hmm. what attracts you. And yep. There you are. Yeah. So, and I, hopefully I'll start, um, I haven't really, you can't really see these photos yet anywhere. Um, I haven't posted much of it, but hopefully soon I'll get something coherent together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, and what else am I doing? I'll be in Australia in, um, oh. <laughs> I know, I, I, it, wow. uh, there's a, a festival there, head-on photo festival. Uh-huh. And um, I was there last year because my best friend from college lives in Australia. So I went to visit her, and just coincidentally, this head-on photo festival was going on. So I went down there, and I met the founder, uh, Moshe Rosenzweig, Mm -hmm. and he's an amazing man. And Mm -hmm. I just loved, loved his whole perspective on photography. He's a photographer himself, and he's no bullshit. And he, he's authentic and he's, um, he's humble. And I really liked what he was doing. So I wanted to be a part of it. So I applied, I submitted a series, uh, mm. for this year and it's being shown in an, um, an art gallery in a hospital, a children's hospital, um, for a few months actually. And I, I'm really excited about it and it's about kids. It's, uh, it's called growing up and it was a lot of my street photography. I, I shoot a lot of kids. Um, that doesn't sound right. I photograph kids <laughs> and I realized that it was, again, that was a reflection of me. And, uh, so I put it together in a series. Um, the, you know, the, the experiences of growing up and all the, um, the contradicting emotions, uh, that, children experience that I remember experiencing as a child. Wow. You are one busy person. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Australia is, I, I could live there too. <laughs> I could live there for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I interviewed a woman last year from Perth and she was going to that festival. Yeah. It's a great festival. Here. Yeah. Yes, that's what I've heard. That's a long trip. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I don't mind flying so much, so. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. You only live once. Right, and it's worth it. It's worth the trip. Yeah, I think I'm going to go down to the um, Eyes on Main Street Festival. Oh, in yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, that's only three and a half hours from me, so I... Oh. I uh, I went there. I visited it last year on my way south. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but I actually want to go to the festival itself when it opens. So I think I'm going to cruise down there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's good. I've heard good things. I've never been. Oh, so you yeah. you're a Midwesterner. You drive everywhere, right? That's right. Yep. Except except up your way. We went. Uh, I'm I'm in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia now. So. Right. 
But you're from the Midwest. I am. Well, I'm from Ohio. And, you know, it depends on where you are in Ohio because it's not always Midwest. Oh, really? It's it's considered what, Mid-Atlantic? No, I'm from southeastern Ohio, which is Appalachian. Uh But I lived most of my life in Cleveland, which is definitely is Midwest. Right. And then you get around Cincinnati, that's more southern. Yeah, right, yeah, that Mason-Dixon line. Most of the Hudson, so, you know, it's all the same. Yep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so I don't want to take too much of your time. So before we go, I know you already said your website, but tell us where can people find out more about you? They can go to Lauren Wells. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-W-E-L-L-E-S as in sam.com or they can check me out on Instagram uh, Lauren Wells no space very good very good well thank you I tell you I'm glad we were able to catch up especially before your workshop and we definitely have to keep in touch yeah this was lovely we should do this more often whether we're being recorded or not Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe.